Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 160 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. Got a good show for everybody today. Uh, good interview with Lene Latu coming up here in a little bit. But before we get to the interview, we've got some business to take care of, and that business uh, comes in the form of the breakdown. And the breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sports car supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So starting with the American Raptors, we got some rather large news out of the American Raptors on Wednesday that Paul Emmerich is no longer with the club. Uh, he was the head coach, of course. Uh, Sarah Shabbat will take on the interim head coaching role for the remainder of the season, uh, which is two more matches. So they've got this weekend off. They will get back to it on Monday to prepare for their match against St. Mary's at Infinity Park next Saturday, November 5th. They got one more match planned. I don't think I can say what it is yet. Um, it's a secret for a little bit longer, at least. I, like probably everybody else, was surprised to see this. I thought Paul did was doing a lot of good work. Um, I guess it could have just been time for a change, though. I'm not sure we'll ever find out the whole thing. I did kind of get wind of this on Tuesday afternoon, so I had known for about a day. I think Sarah Shabbat's going to do a really good job. Sarah Shabbat, of course, former USA Eagle uh, has some World Cup experience, one of the, the all-time great women's rugby players. She took over the head coaching duties when I was in Uruguay, actually, because Mark Bullock was supposed to go for the entire trip. Something happened. He couldn't make it for the first week, so Cher Shabbat filled in. Uh, she ran the ship against the scrimmage against Los Cuervos and then and that first match against Uruguay A. Um, she did a really good job. Obviously, those resulted in two victories. Um, so she's definitely capable, and I'm excited for her to get this opportunity because I think she's going to take with it, uh, take it and run with it. Um, and hopefully for her sake, it sticks. Um, I know I've heard a couple of different things about other, you know, guest coaches kind of coming in for the these last couple of weeks. Some some pretty big names from big programs. I'll wait a little bit longer to talk about that until that's official. I think we'll we should hear something in the next few days, though. Um, so. Obviously a big change and one that you can be a little bit sad about, but um, such is life. That's how it goes. Things happen, things change, and, and they move on. So I, that will be the same with this situation, um, and we'll be interested to see you know what kind of transpires from this. We're going to move into the MLR. Obviously some big news in MLR this week as well. 
Um, and the big announcement was with some of the stuff we talked about on the show last week and a lot of the rumors flying around. But on Tuesday, Major League Rugby announced that Austin and L.A. will not compete in 2023. I'll go ahead and read the release. It says, Major League Rugby today announced that the 2023 MLR season will now feature 12 teams in a two-conference competition. 11 of the teams that competed in 2022 will return for the 2023 campaign. However, neither the Austin Gilgronis nor Los Angeles Giltinis will participate. The 12th team will be an expansion team in a new market. A detailed announcement surrounding the expansion team is expected in the coming weeks. With the uncertainty surrounding Austin and Los Angeles team ownership, it was determined to suspend operations of the two teams to ensure a successful 2023 season and protect the long-term strength and continued growth of the league. Quote, while we understand that this news is disappointing for the fans, players, and stakeholders of these two teams, this decision was made after much deliberation and counsel and with the best interests of the league in mind, said Major League Rugby Commissioner George Killebrew. Our league is invested in long-term success. It is vital for us to give our teams and their loyal fan bases the best chance of succeeding both on and off the field in 2023, end quote. The competition will once again feature a 16-game schedule and playoffs. The Eastern and Western Conferences will feature six teams each for the 2023 season. Fox will broadcast 18 matches on FS1 and FS2 and will air the championship final on Fox Sports. The league will offer all Austin and Los Angeles players the opportunity to continue playing in MLR by holding a dispersal draft in the coming weeks. Teams will announce player moves as they are confirmed. MLR is committed to continuing to grow the sport of rugby in Austin, Los Angeles, and the surrounding areas. These markets and their fans demonstrated their support for the game and proved to the cities, excuse me, proved to be cities in which the league intends to have a long-term presence. With that in mind, MLR and USA Youth and High School will work with the Rugby Texas and SoCal Youth Rugby on imminent relaunch of rookie rugby as well as the expansion of rugby in community colleges. Fans can expect announcements about the schedule, tickets, jersey reveals, and details surrounding the league's expansion in the coming weeks. And that's the end of the release. So a lot in there to unpack. Obviously, the big the big things we can take out is, you know, Austin LA will not be in it. There's a 12th team coming. That's pretty much all but confirmed to be Chicago. Um, that seems to be out there pretty 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 well documented. Um, and you'll you'll learn a little bit more about that in required reading coming up here in a few segments. But that really sucks. That sucks for Austin and LA fans. Uh, the message makes it seem like there's a possibility for these two teams to return. Uh, that that's, makes it seem like that's on the table. I would be shocked. I would honestly be surprised if we ever see MLR teams back in these cities. Um, because how how could you, right? These fans feel burned by the league. They feel burned by the owner. It just doesn't seem realistic to me. Um, and rugby is such a niche sport. You could get away with it with something like an NFL team. Because I was trying to think of like other instances in which this has happened. Uh, the Cleveland Browns disappeared for a few years. I think they moved to Baltimore. And then I think it was like a two- or three-year break, and then the Browns were just back. Um, and the Browns have a solid fan base now. But football is well-established in this country. It had a big run-up, right? It was a team for 40 years, and then it wasn't. Um, this was a team for the – the Giltinis were a team for two years, the Gilgronis, um, as Austin rugby as a whole has been a, a foundation club for Major League Rugby. It was one of the first clubs in 2017, 2018. It went through three name changes, I think. Um, but it was really building momentum. 
I just would be shocked if, if we see teams back in these cities, especially in Texas. You've already got two other teams now with, with Houston and Dallas. That didn't stop them from adding Dallas when there was already Austin and Houston. But, I mean, you never know. I just would be shocked if, if we saw teams back in these cities, especially anytime soon. And it sucks, but whatever. I experienced firsthand with the Raptors. Luckily enough, the Raptors are still around and, and doing stuff, and the new direction has been rather exciting for me. Uh, but but I feel bad for the people in these towns that, you know, really got into rugby, really got into these teams, and then they just disappeared. And I do feel bad for the players because there are a handful of players that have gone through this twice now, and that sucks for them. Um, and it is kind of it's kind of a tough look to say in this statement that, you know, the league will work with the players in Austin and L.A. if they want to continue playing in MLR by holding a dispersal draft. It's like I talked about on the show last week. That's in two months. The season starts in, in a little over two months. So to have plans, you know, I'm going back to these towns or whatever. I'm going back to these cities. And I know they've probably known for a while that this was not possible. But to just have your life uprooted like this in such short notice and move to a completely different city that you probably don't want to live in and play in, uh, it just sucks. So hoping the best for all these people. Uh, hopefully that stuff about players and, and staff and coaches and all that good stuff being owed money, um, that money gets paid and those people are taken care of because these teams are gone, they're history. Uh, so now all we could do is just make the best of the situation now moving forward and uh, hopefully that's the case. So be interesting to see how all that goes. And again, they're, they're really taking their time announcing this stuff, and I'm sure there's still paperwork and money and all this good stuff to happen before this new team, probably Chicago, is launched. But you're really cutting it close, right? You're really cutting it close. Um, and, and that just doesn't seem like you're setting up this new team for the most successful inaugural season. Uh, but what do I know, right? Uh, just a podcast host. Just thinking. Uh, we're going to move into the USA Rugby portion of the show now. Uh, Women's Eagles will have a rematch against Canada in the quarterfinal round of the Rugby World Cup on Saturday, 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Peacock. They fell to Canada 29-14 in the final round of pool play last weekend, uh, but it's tough to beat a team twice. Anybody will tell you that. And they have the chance to eliminate Canada this time, send them home from the tournament this weekend. Uh, our close personal friend, Brendan Shea of Rugby Pick'em, friend of the program, friend of me, uh, we have a special treat because he's actually boots on the ground in New Zealand right now. He went to the match last week. He texted me some some sights, sounds, and smells, so I'll go ahead and read these to you. Uh, sights. Canada beats USA by committing to the breakdown and mucking up quick ball every chance they got. New Zealand, New Zealand as a sporting country has shown out crowds that would dwarf an average MLR game. Shot at MLR right there. Probably a fair shot, right, after all this news, and this is why um, – Gilchrist had to get rid of his teams. Not enough people are going to the game. Sounds. USA fans are significantly louder than the Canadian crowd. Did the fans just want it more? Question. That's a good question. Birds are cawing from dusk till dawn. You wake up, walk outside, and the burns alo birds alone make you feel like you're on another planet. It's very descriptive. I love that. I can picture those crazy bird noises. Smells. Freshly baked meat pies on every corner in every little town. Personal pie counter sitting at 15 for the trip. I'm not sure how long he's been there, but 15 meat pies, that's a good, that's a good number. Attempting to get at least two pies in me each day. Also, smell of a USA quarterfinal upset brewing like we just talked about. I think the girls have what it takes to beat Canada Sunday. They just need to sort the line out and pretty much play a perfect game, which is possible. That's what you work for, right? You work for perfection, so that's on the table. Really, really enjoyed those sights, smells, and sounds. 
uh, from our close friend Brendan. Thank you, Brendan, for sending those. Um, we'll get the check in the mail. Let's go ahead and move on to all the rugby you can watch this weekend. All the rugby you can watch this weekend is brought to you by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, cream sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oils and other therapeutic natural oils that help to soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Whoa, my voice started going there. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. So like we just mentioned, USA Women's Eagles, uh, they take on Canada in the quarterfinal round of the Rugby World Cup. Watch that along with the rest of the quarterfinals on Saturday, 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time. You can catch that on Peacock. I think it's also on CNBC as the rest of the tournament has been. Uh, but Peacock, I know you can find it there. Got some college rugby. We've got Brown versus Dartmouth on Saturday at 9 a.m. You can catch that on ESPN+. Plus. Premiership rugby, what's left of it. They had two teams drop out as well. Uh, that's on all weekend. You can catch that on Peacock. URC, uh, all weekend. You can catch that on Flow Rugby. Uh, rugby Europe Super Cup, we got a match on Friday and one on Saturday. You can catch both of those on Flow Rugby. We've got Top 14 on Saturday and Sunday. You can also catch that on Flow Rugby. Then we got a couple of men's internationals as well. We have Japan versus New Zealand on Friday at 11.15 p.m. Mountain Time. And then Scotland versus Australia on Saturday at 9.30 a.m. Mountain Time. And you can also watch both of those matches on Flow Rugby. So a lot of rugby to watch this weekend. Make sure you're tuning in if you're looking for something to watch. Let's go ahead and move into the interview portion of the show now. Interview with American Raptors fly half Lena Latu is brought to you by Guard Lab. During the mouth guard revolution for American-made mouth guards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit GuardLab.com. Caught up with American Raptors fly half Lena Latu, fresh off his tour of Uruguay with the USA Falcon squad. He was on that second Falcon squad, the one that did not go to South Africa. Um, but it was a big step for Lene because Lene is one of the original members of the, the Rugby Town Crossover Academy. He came in with the first camp in November of 2020. Um, he, he came into the camp with a little bit of rugby background. He wasn't completely new. He had played while he was growing up. But he got away from it for a while when he, when he took football seriously. He played wide receiver at Eastern Michigan. After college, uh, football opportunity didn't present itself, but he was presented with this opportunity to come play rugby. Um, and he says it in the in the podcast, in this interview coming up, it's just like it was almost like he was starting from scratch. Um, so it's cool to see one of the original members really get, like, progress through the program, right? Like he's on the back end. He, he's already, you know, getting runs with USA Rugby now, which is the whole point of this thing. Um, and he played two matches with the USA Falcons. He got to start at fly half, uh, scored a couple points off his boot, um, and logged some good minutes. So it's cool to see. This is what this program was designed for. It's for guys like Lene. It's cool to see a guy like Lene because he is a good dude. Um, he deserves it. It's cool to see him get these opportunities. So I won't ramble on too much more, and I'll kick it to my conversation with American Raptors fly half and recurring guest, Lene Latu. Pleased to welcome back onto the show. First time in a while, I know. I think I had you on. You were like one of the first XO guests, Lene. Yeah. Uh, American Raptors fly half, Lene Latu. How's it going, man? Good, good. Um, yeah, it's good to be back. Thanks, man. Thank you for, for taking the time. Uh, you've been a busy man these last couple of weeks, which is why I wanted to have you on. So the first question, I'll just jump right into it. Uh, how was Uruguay? You just got back from a, a tour with the USA Falcons. How did you enjoy it? Um, I think this time around, uh, I, I was on the tour to Uruguay last year with the Raptors. Um, this time around, it was actually a lot a lot more fun. I got to experience a lot more Um you didn't really get to play, right? The no. Last time, I yeah. know you trained a yeah. little bit, but you didn't get to play in any matches. Yeah, uh, I think the the goal or the idea of me playing was was good. Um, I think I was still like 
recovering from my foot injury. Um, and I thought I'd be able to play, and the coaches thought so too. And once they see me running around out there, they, they made their decision, you know, just cut yeah. cut it early, you know, just just practice with the boys. But, you know, it, it was nothing really um, set in stone for me to play. Um, but, yeah, this time around, it was, it was definitely a good experience. I actually got to play this time, you know, the – you know the scoreboard wasn't really the best issue or best score for us or whatnot. But yeah, I, th I think it was a good experience for me overall. Yeah, it has to be helpful too. Like, I'd assume you'd never been to Uruguay before, like me. When we went, I didn't even know what to expect. Yeah. Going back, like the second time, it's nice to have an idea of like the city, right, and mm -hmm. the grounds, all that good stuff. So yeah, I'm yeah, sure definitely. that made it a little bit easier. Uh, did you like the food? Um, to be honest. The first time around, not really. Yeah, I don't uh, like it at all. But yeah, after this tour was definitely a little more better. Um, uh -huh. We didn't have bugs in our food. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we did have one uh, mishap. Someone had an uncooked chicken. But other than that, oh. like, I enjoyed the food. Uh, we stayed right by the mall, so I was nice. able to go to McDonald's every day. The McDonald's, I know. That was everybody kept talking about it, and I went one night, and it was it was way better. Yeah. I've, I've heard that's the case in other countries, which is interesting, <laughs> but I think it's just real stuff. Yeah. Uh, but even, like, I went out and had a sandwich, like, the last night. Like, I, I ate out a little bit, and it just none of it was mm – -hmm. I didn't really like it. Uh, yeah, I did it. We did experience a little bit of uh, more culture, cultural food. I, I don't know good. if you call it cultural food. They're chivitos or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I had that. Yeah, uh, I actually enjoy that a lot. Yeah, that, that was good. I took a picture of the one sandwich I like, still have it on my phone. But. <laughs> It's it just it's just a little bit off, but yeah. Uh, we'll get back to rugby now. So, how did the opportunity <laughs> to train with the Falcons come about? Because I know, like, they were here for <clears throat> however long. You kind of jumped in at the last week, right? Or was did you have some time before that? Um, like training with them. Were you training with them the entire time that they were here? Oh, the, at e the Eagles. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, I actually got literally a text um, on our off day, which was their first week training. Mm -hmm. um, that I'd, I'd be training with them. Me, me and Zach Hall would be training with them. Um, and we jumped in that next day, which was Thursday, and then we were with them um, until the end of the, the next, next week. week. So it was like yeah. a week and a half. Yeah, then. a week and a half, a yeah. little bit, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. And, and how did you get the – they just let you know? Like they just text you? Or like how did that work out? How did your name get thrown in the ring? Do you know? To be honest, I have no idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> Peter Pass, our, our manager, just texted me out of randomly like – I was on my way to get some sushi, and I was like just reconcerting it at that at that time. I was yeah. like, um, "Do I want to eat this right yeah, now?" Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just got a random text telling me that just to be prepared for tomorrow, and you know, go and um, you know hit the ground running. Yeah, I know. Like, what what kind of goes through your mind? Like, are you nervous going into something like that? Like, how do you feel? How do you feel kind of going into training with them? Um, because me, like, I feel like if it's me, like I would always get nervous, but I'm not you. Like, you guys are. Yeah, different breeds. No, yeah, definitely. Like it's, it, it was definitely a um, nervous situation for me uh, going in there. I did feel like I was behind the ball a little bit. Obviously, they had a couple days and they've been, you know, in contact with each other for a while, so they already know what was going on. But um, yeah, I, I guess you can say I had a little bit of um, butterflies. But at the same time, it's just rugby. You know, just going yeah. out there and just playing rugby. Yeah. And Evan, what's kind of like, what's the difference now that you've played? I mean, you've played rugby now. You've been playing rugby again for two years. And what's kind of like the difference between like the matches you're playing with USA Rugby down in Uruguay uh, to some of the competition you faced here, right? Like, is it faster? How's the game different? Um, yeah, definitely. I would I would say it's a lot faster. Um, 
the tempo literally is, is crazy. Like when we played Argentina in our last game, yeah, they they got they got the ball rolling quick. Um, we had a mishap on a kickoff. Um, I didn't I didn't get it where it was was supposed to be. And they just took the ball and just ran with it from their, I guess, I think it was from their 22. Yeah. But yeah, the tempo was, was crazy for, to, 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 to see. And like, obviously we got to play the Aguares and mm-hmm. Penarol, um in June. But, you know, that just seeing that firsthand yeah. was, again, was crazy. Is there like a one or two things, like some big takeaways that you learned from your last few weeks with them? Um, yeah, think. like just, just how much uh how much the how much how important the details are really like you can see how they executed the little things so well like mm-hmm. e- each team really Uruguay and um Argentina and you know we just we we played really well the first 30 minutes of each game yeah you know and and we just got to be able to finish those um but yeah like I said the the details they 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 focused on like even just um putting 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 guys away really mm-hmm. um like with just simple three three v ones or three v twos, two v ones, and all that, just executing those to the to the T, and um, I think that's something we we as a team and American Raptors can you know yeah get down and, and accomplish soon. That's one thing I even saw just from like the Challenge Cup stuff in June is how like how quickly they make you pay for like there's not simple a lot mistakes, of wiggle yeah. room right like if yeah. you mess up like you're getting scored on and oh, then 100%. that compounds and before you know it. 69 yeah they've got a bunch (laughs) of points on you so yeah uh that's interesting though lena you're one of the original xos right you came into the november camp two years ago now literally literally we're on the doorstep of november right now how much have you seen yourself progress over those last two years um i think I, i think i've progressed a lot really um I owe a lot to to you know our coaching staff, Moses, Bot, and you know all of them. Coach Paul, and and now Coach uh, Brendan O'Meara, him him coming in now is just I feel like him he can help me elevate my, my game so much more. Um, but yeah, like when, yeah when I first got here in January, um, I wasn't new to rugby, but I was yeah. still you know getting back to it. So like I I was I guess you could say I was brand new. Like right. I, I started from scratch again, and. I guess being with the Fal- Falcons is, is like a proof of the pudding, you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I didn't play well there, but I think I've grown a lot in terms of my rugby knowledge and um, sort of just game management. I, I know it, I still struggle at times, but with the Raptors, I, I think uh, I can. that's something I can definitely improve yeah. on more. Is this kind of, is this where you thought you'd be two years ago? Like say when you when you got this opportunity, like did you come into it being like, I'm going to like train with you to say rugby, I'm going to like make the Eagles. Is that kind of like your goal or was it kind of more of a let's do this and feel it out and see where I end up? Uh no, definitely. I think it was a de- uh, definitely a goal of mine to yeah. be able to represent our country with the Eagles and, and play with either you know, either the sevens or fifteens. Uh initially I wanted to play sevens. Uh mm-hmm. but uh understanding the fitness that goes yeah. down down there in chula is uh <laughs> i've learned a lot about that in the yeah. last few weeks that's an, uh, that's not for the faint of heart yeah same <laughs> yeah no that's cool though man uh, and i know like I, I wrote this story on you last i guess in the winter um and we won't talk about it too much but but you were in a car accident you ended up having to have surgery and that was why you didn't get a play in mm-hmm. uruguay last time you know last year yeah um and it was a long recovery process because you were out for all of fall 
Um, and I think when your your first match back was in like March or something, February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had all these months down. Um, was that beneficial to you at all to just kind of be able to sit and watch and like look at it from a different perspective a little bit? Um, or no? Yeah, for sure. You it could was. say no if it. <laughs> no, no, no. It really was. Um, yeah. Like you know, watching all, everyone come through and, and through this program. Um, when I was hurt, I literally got to sit back and understand what we were doing wrong and try to try to just take it under my belt. So when I get, get got ready to play again, you know, mm-hmm. that's something we can work on. Um, but definitely like every day, um, you know, I wasn't just sitting around on my butt and just not doing anything. I was, I was doing rehab. I was working on my passing with, with Vic. I was, I was kicking with Vic and Mikey as well. So like I, I use those times to work on the little nuances of it was just like the little details really. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I guess, I guess it's sort of coming to play now, but you know, that's still a lot more room to improve. Uh, have you have you ever had like an injury like that before that's caused you to miss that much time? Like, have you had that opportunity in football? Like, did you have that ever? Uh, uh, no? And you don't have to like go into depth on your injuries. I was just wondering if like if you've ever experienced nah, a situation like that before. No, nah, no, nah, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, um, I've been injured a lot before. Like, I, I've broken collarbone, um, fractured ribs, uh, torn meniscus, and and it's funny because my my mom hates hates the fact that, and she knows it too. Like that I always rush everything back, like getting uh-huh. getting back to it. So saying that, like, I, I actually try to listen to her um, yeah. with my foot and just take the time to actually, like, heal and recover. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just just hearing her in the back of my head and, you know, just always rest, always rushing myself to get back. But, yeah, yeah nothing nothing as bad as this. You have to listen to your mom. That's important. Listen of course, of course. Especially with your feet, man. That's, like, something you... <laughs> You need your feet forever, right? Like mm-hmm. that's gonna mess up your back and all that other stuff. Uh, I broke my collarbone too when I was a freshman in high school. Look, I have like a bunch of metal in there still. I think that was the worst bone I ever broke. It literally <laughs> hurt to do everything. You can't sleep. Hurts to like yeah, you cough. Can't, you can't move at all. Really, it is a war. Like, yeah. I was like sleeping in like a chair. Yeah. It was terrible. Uh, so I'm glad you can relate to that. Uh, how cool has it been? I know you talked about Mikey a little bit. Um, and I got to know a little bit when I wrote this this piece on you last year. But, like, a bunch of your friends from back home are playing here now, right? Like, yeah. there's, what, five or six of you, four of you? Um, there's, there's a handful. There's a bunch, there's, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, how cool has that been to be able to kind of experience this with a bunch of your friends from back home? Uh, it's been a great experience, really. Um, mostly because, you know, you know the guys, like, you know, yeah. you know, well, I know them so well, like, being able to grind with them every day and, and get better and just just take on this opportunity with the American Raptors it's 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 a good experience for all of us and I think we're all like you know bought into this so we're trying to take this as far as we can and and, and you know not just as friends but like bringing in everyone else as well um our teammates no matter who it is you know like everyone really so it's just a cool experience um how much have you seen again going back to the fact you've been here for a while now like how much have you seen this program progress over the last two years because you, you came in at like an w- interesting time right like right in the middle of COVID, covid yeah like the 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 competition you know that you're playing against has improved like you've traveled abroad now a couple mm. times like how have you seen this program progress over the last two years it's it's been a big change really like like you said i've been here a long time and i've, I've seen so many faces go in and out of this program um and just the level of play we've we've came from is it's I think we've had about like it was up to like twenty or thirty 
penalties in our first game. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're still struggling with the penalties. You know, um, a lot of guys still understanding the game, and you know the what 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 to do and what not to do. Um, but yeah, they just so much improvement in in how we practice and how we how we um, you know watch film and and the way we approach everything really. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because when we all came in and we we didn't know what to expect. We yeah. we just you know we're football guys we're right. you know just we didn't have no idea of how trainings would be or like what we're doing and whatnot so it's it's been a drastic change um and you know just starting to get everything everyone on the same page yeah. and it's it's starting to look good what has been like the hardest part of transitioning back to rugby for you and um, maybe that's kind of a hard question because that was a while ago but i'm just Kind of curious. No, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I'm still still transitioning, but I, I obviously for a lot of people, it's definitely fitness, hands yeah. down. But no, other than that, um, understanding the flow of rugby and, and the game and, and, you know, especially as a 10, trying to manage that and, and play in the right areas. But um, yeah, I would say just getting the flow of the game, really. Right. That makes sense. Uh, who who has impressed you this year? Whether if there's a new guy out there. Last time I asked, you said Michael Bandy. Someone stole this quote from us, by the way. I was reading through an article and they they ripped your quote from us. Really? Yeah, from the podcast. No attribution or anything. So <laughs> that's I'm given the opportunity again. If there's a new guy that's impressed you, I'd like to hear about it. Um, really, there's 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 a ton of guys. Um, yeah. One one that comes to mind. Um, well, it's not fair, really. There's there's guys that come into this program that yeah. as, that's play, or veterans already that played mm-hmm. rugby before. Yeah. So you know, baby goat Aki Pulu, he yeah. he's he's a little beast in the making. Um, you know, <clears throat> who else? Steve QB one. Yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's, he's an all American. You see his yeah, Instagram post. <laughs> I did not know this that until I seen that. Yeah, actually, yeah. I don't know that. Either. I've never watched that show, but yeah, I, I watch it a few uh, for a few ups, or seasons, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah, Steve, you know, he's. He's fearless. He, you know, you never see a quarterback ready to go smack someone. Yeah. And he's he was willing to, willing to do that in the first Water Dogs game I seen him play. And I was like, yeah. okay, Steve, we got a little uh, a little QB one. He said he said he's out to change the like narrative on quarterbacks, right? Because, oh yeah. I mean, you've been around long. Like you know, everyone's like there'll never be a quarterback turn ten or yeah. really. And he's like, no, I, I want to change that. I want to. Go out, lay the wood. I don't want to be a, a scared person that people look at me and go, "Oh no, yeah, see, so you can't do that." Nah, either. yeah, nah, yeah. I think he's on the right path for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who else? Um, um, I'm drawing a blank. You're on. good, man. I know it's hard to get put on the spot like that. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned Steve. That was pretty timely since we did talk to him last week. So that will <laughs> resonate with the people that listen to this podcast. Shout out to the people. Uh, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, I know you're you're close. For, Close friends. You're friends with Max Crosby, right? You played college football. Then when are you going to recruit him, man? When are you going to get him out oh, here? Oh, I, I don't know. He's having close too good friends, of, a, uh, of a career, I think. No, nah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's doing a great job already. So he's. Yeah. I think he's settled down. What position would he play? Ooh, I think he'd be a nice luck. Yeah, he's athletic. So. Yeah, I remember asking you about him in Uruguay because uh, you went to Eastern Michigan, correct? Like, how quickly did you know that he was going to be like the man? Oh. From the first day I got on campus, like yeah. everyone, um, my one on my visit, even like uh, my host Johnny, he was just like, "Oh, that that's the dude right there. He's the man." And he introduced me to him, and you know, he was just the way he approached him, or the way he held himself was like just cool dude overall. Uh-huh. And then 
I got to campus. I got to practice with him, and you just, you just see it every day. Like he's just doing yeah. freakish stuff, and you're like, "Can somebody block this dude? Or like, <laughs> like, what we got to do?" But like, yeah, yeah, every every day he was doing something to disrupt our offense. Yeah, and just just making us look bad. Did he graduate with you, or was he older, younger? He he was supposed to graduate with me, uh-huh. but he left a year early to to enter the draft. Probably a good decision so far for me. It's, it's, yeah, he's it not, seemed to work out. He's not regretting I'm it at all. As a Broncos fan, I'm tired of seeing that guy. We'll <laughs> so, uh, Lene, I know another thing I want to ask you. So, uh, Bay Area guy, uh, how does Mexican food stack up out here? You can be honest. The only thing I like out here, uh, Mexican food wise, is tortas. Yeah, and I, there's, I can't say there's a good spot that I've been to. Um, oh. Which it's I know hard it's, to hear. Yeah, I mean, actually, oh no, it's not Mexican. I lied. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say uh, I like some Puerto Rican food out here. There's a uh, Puerto Rican truck that we'd be going to. Uh-huh. Um, shoot, I, I followed on Instagram randomly. Yeah, but, that's all right. Yeah, because I I've been to the Bay a couple times now. I think I've been like three or four times. I was there last summer with my family, um, and I did like I'd never really got like a like I went to just some of this little store. I got a burrito. And I can I can see like what what you're talking about. I was yep. like, man, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, there's there's in, especially in California, there's so many places like San Diego. There's yeah, they got good burritos, tacos, whatnot. Yeah, there's there's just one place that I was trying to go to when we we're in Chula. Um, there's a <clears throat> one of my uh, good friends, CC, put me on. Um, is a California burrito for the most yeah. random spot, like hole in the hole in the cor- hole in the wall spot, and it's just one of the best burritos I've ever had in my life. Man, I feel like. I'm gonna like take this on myself. I gotta like take you to lunch or something one day. I, oh, I'll I know put you some on. good spots. I know some good spots out out here. Okay, I, I'll my, I try to persuade you to, to right, just man, acknowledge just that there's some good green chili. I promise. You. <laughs> uh, Lena, that's all the questions I have for you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been fun to watch you you play and grow, and Thank you. it's cool to see you you know achieve these new heights. And I'm wishing you all the best, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. I appreciate you calling. All right, hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with American Raptors fly half Lina Latu. Uh, I, he came in right before he we went and got sushi, so I appreciate him coming in on his day off. I hate asking guys to do that, but that's the only day you can do it. But I do appreciate him coming in, and I hope you hopefully you like that conversation. Let's go and jump into the required reading portion of the show. Required reading is brought to you by Gilbert Rugby. Gilbert is the official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit worldrugbyshop.com to grab all of your Gilbert Rugby gear. So Austin and L.A., this is the piece this week. It's about Austin and L.A., surprise, surprise. Austin and L.A. are out for MLR 2023, Chicago set to join. That's the title of the piece, and that's brought to you by America's Rugby News. Second week in a row, we've had an American Rugby News piece in the required reading slot. But, again, this article does a good job of just summing up all the stuff going on in in MLR, Um, and it's just nice to have it all in one place. It has some more... Details about Chicago, which is good. Uh, but th- I have a bone to pick with them because it was a big-time ricochet shot using my guy Luke White as the feature to miss for this piece. Luke didn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve to be the cover boy for this. He didn't do anything wrong. And this is the second time that he's been on a team, unfortunately, that has closed up shop in MLR, um, and he's had to move around. So uh, shout-out Luke White. feel bad for him. Hopefully he uh, lands on his feet, whether he continues to play in MLR or, or not, moves back to Australia. Uh, we're Luke White fans here. As always, I'll link the, uh, the article in the article that houses this podcast as well as the description of the podcast. So if you want to read this, uh, smarten up, learn more knowledge about what's going on with uh, with MLR and the addition of Chicago, you can just scroll down in the podcast app, click on the link. 
So go ahead and do that. Now we'll move into the stat of the week. Stat of the week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels. Whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players, Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros. For more information, visit catapultsports.com. So Halloween's right around the corner. We got Halloween coming up on Monday. So if you haven't bought your candy yet, you should go do that. Uh, so I thought it'd be interesting to include some some 2021 Halloween statistics, right? Everyone, most people like Halloween. Uh, took me a little bit to come around on it, but um, thought this would be a little fun segment on Halloween. So starting off, in 2021, there was $10.1 billion in total spending on Halloween in the United States. So it's obviously a boom in industry. 65% of uh, the American population participates from the, from this graph, which is interesting. Uh, most people like handing out candy. That's their favorite activity. That ranks above decorating their house, dressing in a costume, carving a pumpkin, throwing a party, and visiting a haunted house. Speaking of haunted houses, 18% of people plan to visit a haunted house. I like visiting haunted houses. I did not make it out this year. Um, $33.59, $33 that is the average cost of, a, of an American costume. That's what people spend on it. Um, the average greeting card, Halloween card, costs about $6.64. 40% of consumers are going to shop at the discount store, making it one of the most popular purchase locations, which is a good place to get your costume. That's where I always go, go to the thrift store. Um, you can find some, some good deals there on your costume. And that pretty much does it for the Halloween stats that I could find. So hopefully O'Neill's, like I said, I'm, I'm passing along some holiday cheer. Uh, I always like Halloween. I like fall the best. It's my favorite season. I think I talked about that on a couple stats of the weeks a few weeks ago. Halloween's like the Super Bowl of fall, it almost feels like. You got Thanksgiving in there too, but that's getting a little bit closer to winter. Um, but it was always fun at school, you know, having your Halloween party, just eating candy for the rest of the day, seeing all the other kids' costumes. So I'm a big fan of Halloween. I have some good memories from Halloween. Uh, I thought I'd share a few Halloween stats. So hopefully you enjoyed that. We'll go ahead and close the show with The Loop. The Loop is presented by First Bank, and First Bank is the official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. Only thing I really got to talk about in The Loop, uh, go read my Sean Clark piece. That should have been required reading. What am I doing? I'm not even pushing my own stuff. That Sean Clark piece is finally out, uh, so go read that. You can find that on the Twitter and the Twitter is DNVR at, uh, at DNVR underscore rugby. I'm having a hard time saying my own Twitter handle today. Follow along. We're getting closer and closer to 1,000 followers. We're only about 40 away. So I'd really love to hit that by the end of the year. I appreciate it if you do that. If you're not, follow me at Colton Strickler as well, pushing the same stuff. And that's the best place to see all this new stuff coming out. I just recorded a really fun interview with Sam Monson, who is the lead analyst for Pro Football Focus. Um, he's a rugby guy. Uh, if you follow him on Twitter, he's always talking about the incorporation of rugby attacking concepts in American football, whether it be laterals or malls. Uh, he's a lateral ally like me. So it was a really fun conversation. It was fun to, to just look at the possibilities and, and wonder when this is going to happen. But I recorded that earlier today, so that one will be coming out next week. So make sure you tune into next week's episode if you're interested in that. Um, and, and just follow along on Twitter, at DNVR underscore rugby, at Colton Strickler. Um, that does it for the show this week. So thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I hope you have a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Catch you all back here next week.